Hey, it's Gabe. I want to recommend a podcast I think you'll enjoy called What Could Go Right. On What Could Go Right, the hosts, Progress Network founder Zachary Carabell and Executive Director Emma Varva-Lucas, sit down with expert guests to discuss the world's most pressing issues. They look back at how far society has come and look forward to what it will take to achieve a brighter future. If you're looking for a weekly dose of optimistic ideas from smart people, listen to What Could Go Right wherever you get your podcasts. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Before AI can help your business predict demand, accelerate growth, inform decisions, automate tasks, reveal insights, generate content, you have to trust it. Introducing WatsonX Governance. Helping you govern any AI as data, models, and policies change so you can scale it responsibly. Let's create AI that begins with trust with Watson X Governance. Learn more at ibm.com slash governance. IBM, let's create. Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello, and welcome to This Day in History class, a show that decodes history one day at a time. I'm Gabe Luzier, and today we're looking at humanity's first earnest attempt to get in touch with an alien. The day was November 16, 1974. Scientists at the Arecibo Observatory in Puerto Rico sent the first message intended for alien life forms. The broadcast was part of a ceremony held to mark the completion of a major upgrade to the observatory's radio telescope. Early that afternoon, the observatory's powerful 1 million watt transmitter beamed the message into outer space. The so-called Arecibo message was written in binary code, and when translated, it formed a series of symbolic pictures that expressed key information about the human species. Although the planet Earth has been haphazardly emitting radio signals since the late 1930s, the Arecibo message was the first deliberate transmission to extraterrestrials. It was mostly intended as a symbolic act, a way to show off the considerable power of the newly installed transmitter and the extensive range of the telescope's dish antenna. However, many people, including those who wrote the message, treated it as a sincere attempt at first contact. Others took the message seriously as well, but advised against sending it. 
since there was no way of knowing who might receive it or whether or not they'd be friendly. The content and format of the message was developed by Frank Drake, a professor of astronomy at Cornell University, with input from other scientists, including Richard Isaacman, Linda May, and James C.G. Walker. Drake and his team had a difficult task ahead of them. Not only did they have to decide what to say to any potential aliens who might be listening, they had to figure out how to say it in a way they would understand. Spoken languages were ruled out right away, as there was little chance of an alien civilization knowing any of them. Numbers and equations seemed a bit more promising, math being the language of the universe and all. But the symbols we use to express numbers are strictly a human invention. The arbitrary nature of words led Drake to consider a more universal medium, pictures. He and the other researchers created what's known as a bitmap, a pixelated image where each part corresponds to a different string of binary numbers. You can think of it kind of like a paint-by-numbers kit. The message was transmitted as a string of ones and zeros, with each of the ones representing a shaded square on a grid, and each of the zeros representing an unshaded square. So in order to decode the message, the recipient has to organize that string of numbers into a grid and then fill in the correct squares to see the picture. If that's done correctly, then you have a symbolic image 23 rows wide and 73 rows long. Picture the graphics from an old Atari game like Space Invaders and you're not far off. So, assuming an alien could decode the message, what exactly would they see? Well, Drake and his team wanted to include basic information about the human species and what we know about the universe, but of course they were constrained by what they could easily depict through shaded squares and empty spaces. They eventually settled on including the numbers 1 to 10, the atomic numbers for common chemical elements like hydrogen and carbon, a representation of the double helix structure of human DNA, a map of our solar system, including Earth's position, a drawing of the Arecibo Radio Telescope, the number of people on Earth, 4 billion at the time, and last but not least, a stick figure drawing of a human being. Admittedly, there was still some doubt as to whether an alien civilization would be able to decode and interpret the message. Drake decided to test the translatability of the message by sending it to his friend and colleague, astronomer and author Carl Sagan. Sagan had no knowledge of what the message contained, but was able to quickly determine nearly all of its contents. The one exception was the chemistry section, but that was only because Sagan didn't know much about the subject. Drake also sent the message to some biochemists he knew, and they had no trouble at all decoding that part. So Frank Drake and his team moved forward with the project, satisfied that their message could be understood by any aliens at least as intelligent as Carl Sagan. The next step was to choose a destination, a point somewhere out in deep space to transmit their message to. After an extensive review of star charts, Drake decided to beam the signal in the direction of M13, otherwise known as the Great Cluster in Hercules. That collection of more than 300,000 stars, and potentially just as many planets, orbits the center of the Milky Way galaxy, roughly 25,000 light-years from Earth. The cluster's immense size provides plenty of opportunities for the message to be received by any life forms who might be tucked away out there. But more important than its size was its location. 
The center of M13 was set to be directly within the telescope's beam during the designated time of the ceremony. The transmission of the Arecibo message began at 1 p.m. on November 16, 1974. It consisted of 1,679 bits of information, which took about three minutes to send. The method used was similar to how a dial-up computer modem sends binary code over a phone line, and just like in that process, you could audibly hear the message being sent. Thankfully, it was much less annoying than a noisy modem. In fact, Frank Drake thought it sounded like bird warbling. Take a listen and decide for yourself. At the time of recording, it's been just 48 years since the Arecibo message was broadcast. In that time, moving at the speed of light, the message has traveled less than 300 trillion miles, a tiny fraction of the distance still left to go. In other words, it'll be a very long time before the message actually reaches its destination. About 25,000 years, in fact. Once it does arrive, who knows if anyone will be there to receive it and if they are, whether they'll be able to decipher it. The good news is that, either way, the message will keep right on going, and millions of years from now, it'll reach distant galaxies, where it'll have all new opportunities to make contact with whatever might be living there. But even if no one ever replies, it's still kind of comforting to know that some marker of our species will still be bouncing around out there, trying to introduce itself for all eternity. I like to imagine that eons from now, some highly developed species will find the Arecibo message and solve it as easily as a crossword puzzle. Then they'll smile with their four interior mouths and stick the drawing to their quantum refrigerator, a weird little 8-bit postcard from those dummies on Earth. I'm Gabe Luzier, and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. You can learn even more about history and see the Arecibo message for yourself by following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can find us at TDIHCshow. You can also rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts, or you can get in touch with me directly by writing to thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks as always to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thanks to you for listening. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for another day in history class. NFL Plus Premium is your ticket to the NFL offseason. With the first pick in the NFL Draft. Catch all your favorite offseason coverage and stream exclusive content from the NFL Draft, Training Camp, Free Agency, and more. Relive the biggest plays from the season with full and condensed game replays. He's in! Touchdown! Plus, stay connected with 24-7 football news and coverage on NFL Network. Sign up today at plus.nfl.com. Terms and conditions apply. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like. Whoa. And. Hmm. Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, 
be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer. What are you looking for in a new smart TV? 4K picture quality? High quality and immersive sound? A sleek design? All of those are givens, but only the new Roku Pro Series has all of those and the Roku Streaming Experience, an award-winning OS. Get fast, easy access to all your apps like iHeart, where you can stream all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts all day, and regular all-inclusive trips to Roku City. The new Roku Pro Series, a smart TV built by the streaming pros. A collision between a Chinese jet and an American spy plane. He came and rammed into our left wing. With relations increasingly strained, what are the chances of things spinning out of control? The Western world was asleep. I'm Gordon Carrera. I'll be exploring the friction in this most important of relationships and asking, has the West taken its eye off the ball? You cannot ignore China. From BBC Radio 4, this is Shadow War, China and the West. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.